You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's Locked On Hornets, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe and at Lockdown Hornets. And we'll go get to Doug's takes, by the way, in the second segment. He sent us 90 seconds of hot takes after the game one of Summer League that just took place on Sunday between the Charlotte Hornets and the Portland Trailblazers. So like only Doug can, he gave you all of the hot takes. We'll be giving you that in just a moment. But we are back from the weekend where everything was pretty quiet on the Charlotte Hornets front as far as what they were going to be doing. We thought maybe there'd be some Laurie love out there. And we'll get to some of these official signings that have already happened now with the Hornets look maybe they are in in a little bit of a different space than other teams that are really done in free agency because of this Lori rumor that had been out there but not they do officially they do. announce Kelly Oubre that was not a sign and trade they just eventually brought him in on that two-year deal and they also brought in uh Ish Smith and that was officially announced also so now that it feels like we're towards the end how do you summarize the Charlotte Hornets and what they've done in free agency? And what do you think about this Lori thing? Is that kind of dead now? I think Lori's dead for right now, unless they're going to make another deal and they have to deal either. They would have to either deal PJ Washington or someone else. Like, I think they're done. I think a lot of what they are, have accomplished is getting more athletic, getting better defensively because Wesuwandu showed up in this deal too. That was one of those like little surprises. I'm not necessarily going to call him like one of those surprises in your Christmas stocking because those are generally good in terms of like candy. How would I describe him? He's not necessarily one of those Tootsie rolls that you throw away initially and just out of disgust, but he's a great Jolly Rancher, my friend. He's a grape Jolly Rancher. He's not necessarily the cherry. He's not the apple, but he's grape. He's he's sufficient. He provides something that's going to be really interesting going into camp. So thus far right now, this team has emphasized defense and more athleticism, and I get it to an extent. Yeah, so that was the trade with Devontae Graham. So in that trade, the Charlotte Hornets, they get back Wes Awundu. They get the lottery-protected first-round pick. And that's all in exchange for Devontae Graham. Now, the thing about the pick that is a little interesting here as well, it's the fact that if it does not convey in this first year, so let's say if the New Orleans Pelicans fail to make the playoffs and they get their first round pick back, that means the next season it will convey into two first round or excuse me, two second round picks which you were hoping that there would be some lightened protection as the years go on if this thing wasn't going to uh, convey in its first season. But now it only conveys to two second-round picks. Don't love that. Thought there was going to be a little bit more. Um, But, you know, it's still two second-round picks that you get for Devontae Graham, and possibly you could cash in on the first, but not. A, I don't know. I just thought that was something that certainly didn't work in the Hornets' favor after it was initially reported, where you thought, okay, this is fantastic. Most people thought it was great. 
But then you still go back to, hey, Charlotte, they lose Devante for a fair deal. And then um, and then it eventually it could end up being two second round picks. But who knows? So um, we'll see how all that plays out. But you like the West Ad- uh, Awundu addition, uh, him coming over as well. I do, because it's one less guy that's not Caleb Martin, who who got his walking papers today. I would not be surprised to see Caleb Martin in Greensboro, but that's just me. I like what they did. I do have questions about what they've done, specifically at center, and we'll get into the center discussion, or lack thereof, in in the Summer League comments in the next segment. I have questions about what they're doing in terms of who's going to be the shooter, because thus far, at this point, the guys you trust to shoot on three-pointers on this team might be Jalen McDaniels, who doesn't have a spot right now in this roster. Um, we You have Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and maybe Miles Bridges. Like, shooting is going to be an issue with this team unless someone else gets better, gets to the point where they can shoot. But for right now, this roster is lacking – it's lacking a few things for me to feel confident about saying, Hey, this team is going to the playoffs next year because I, I I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, so in 41 games with the Mavericks and the Pelicans during the 2020, 21 season, a averaged about 17 minutes per game. Uh, Excuse me. This is career averages. His career average is about 4.3 points, 2.4 rebounds. That's all in about 17 minutes per contest. He has appeared in over 220 career games, and uh, he played um, in 41 contests last year with the Pelicans, only averaged 2.4 points and 2.2 rebounds in 13 minutes per game uh, last year, but it is someone that can hopefully provide the defense and can shoot a little better from three. Um, and if that works out, then fine. They did wave Caleb Martin. So he is the Martin twin that mm-hmm. is let go throughout this entire process. And he was the number one name. I think that came to most people's minds. I think it was going to be first, the Martin twins. And it, I mean, I never thought Jalen McDaniel should ever be in that conversation. Maybe others kind of put him there, but it always should have been the Martin twins and that it always should have been Caleb first. And he's the guy that is waived. Hey, Caleb came in as an undrafted free agent, had some nice moments, believe there was a nice Hawks game for him, came out and had some nice spark plug games. The heat game comes to mind too. The heat yeah. game before when everything was canceled, him and him and his brother had really great games in that last game. Yeah, um, but we are no longer with both of the Martin twins. And that's, you know, you get sad when you see some of these people go. I mean, it's it's the right move. I would have done the same thing had I been the Charlotte Hornets, had I been Mitch Kupchak. Kayla Martin was certainly the guy that I think you had to cut ties with. But one, we are not fully Martinized anymore. We only have one of the Martin twins. The good thing that I do like about this also is that if Cody is going to remain on the roster, then the C period Martin, I only am going to get Cody stats now and not have to guess <laughs> and click on the link every single time, which is going to make excellent box score reading. No, no, it is. It's absolutely like it, there's a lot less confusion. Like everybody involved in broadcasting for the Charlotte Hornets is much less confused than they were at the start of this weekend. You do not have to worry, okay, which one's 10, which one's 11, this, that, and the third. I get it completely. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love it from that aspect. Otherwise, like you said, it makes you sad, mainly because the Martin Twins were a good example of the Greensboro Project working 
in terms of investing in athletes, investing in developing them, putting all your money down there and showing people, hey, look, you can grow the game and at the same time compete on the major level. I love what they did there. Caleb Martin not making it as far as he did is kind like him, Devontae, McDaniels to an extent, his brother Cody. Those were all examples of what Greensboro can do for a team. And ideally, what a mid-market team needs to do is just keep developing your bench players through the G League. And I love what they did. It makes me sad, but at the same time, I don't have to worry about any of the who's who at this point. Like at this point. And I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. So uh, Caleb Martin, we'll see if he lands with another team. And I'll tell you this, if they just wanted to put... Him in the Cody Martin jersey, nobody would be able to tell anyway. So we can have, uh, we can also have both of them at the price for one and just try to circumvent the salary cap that way. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising the game is rigged against you? You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who play the game, who have more tools and they've got more time than you do. You don't stand a chance. Now we should introduce Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control with winning uh, winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup, and it's you. Uh, it's your name. It's your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage in this one. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, and no one else does that out there. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be. It's just simply one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now, and you can change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. That's right. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on. We've got a couple more segments to go. We'll dive into the summer league debut coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious, <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone, whether it's coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and they're easy to chew, kind of like a candy bar. They're also healthy. They've got a bunch of protein. They've got a bunch of fiber, and they're low in calories and low in sugar. It's great. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team as well. How awesome is that? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, before we give you our takes, me and Nada, about what happened in the first summer league game of the season, Doug had to squeeze in. He wanted to send us 90 seconds of the hot takes that he had for us because he's extremely excited about these young players for the Charlotte Hornets that suited up for the first time ever in some of these guys' careers. Here's Doug on what he noticed, what he saw, what he takes away from the summer league debut. Hey guys, it's Doug Branson from This Is Not A Serious Hornets podcast. Look us up on YouTube. We go live every week. I got one word and one word only. 
Leangelo! Oh my goodness. Listen, I don't care. Get him on a contract. Two-way, three-way, meet him at the four-way stop. I don't care. Leangelo Ball had the crowd rocking, had me out of my seat. And also, book night. Oh, my God. Book it. NBA Finals. That's what I'm talking about. Book night looked amazing. Had me scared for a second. Thought he was a little hesitant with the offense, but then he 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 brought it out. Uh, but he was showing us he's got a few arrows left in the old quiver. He was passing. He was getting other players involved. He looked really, really good. And then I haven't even mentioned Kai Jones, Sky Jones, Fly Jones, whatever kind of Jones. He's got me jonesing to watch more of Kai Jones. My goodness, the throw-in, the thrunk. I'm not usually a thrunk fan. Don't bring that thrunk stuff. But he made it look good. He made it look, dare I say, Giannis-esque. Yeah, I said it. It looked, it reminded me a little bit of Giannis going from the free throw line, essentially, to get that thrunk. Really great stuff. The kids are all right. That's the theme from Summer League Game 1. These baby bees looking very good. So we're going to the championship year one in Doug Branson's eyes. That's exactly. Like, I asked him to give me 90 seconds of just what he saw. He gave me that, guys. That's what he gave me. So we'll start with uh, Leangelo Ball. That's the first. Yeah, we're going to have to start with Leangelo. That's what Doug wanted to say at uh, the first uh, the first player he wanted to praise. And so that's where we can start. He comes off of the bench, gives you 16 minutes, goes 5 of 10 from the field, but that includes 5 of 8 from three-point land. And he scores 16 points. And not a Leangelo, I He's not an NBA player, in my opinion, but, but he's a guy that comes in but, and hits all of those shots. Yeah, look, it, way way more impressive than I thought he was going to give us. Now, see, here's the thing. I wasn't on this, oh, he's going to make the roster. If he has another one of those games, he's on the roster, specifically from three, because if we're honest, that kind of shooter, there are again, we just talked about the need for shooting. I just talked about the need for shooting on this roster. If you're telling me that that guy can shoot like that, six four shooters do not come cheap. I understand he's got defensive liabilities, I understand he's got a whole bunch of stuff to work on. If he can hit perimeter shots at a 40% clip, he is on this roster. There is, n- and again, at that point. We are arguing on whether he deserves time. It's That's summer league, kind of, nada. You are, I'm you are as crazy that as Doug shooter. is. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That, like, I'm just, hold on. Here's the thing. I'm saying, can he replicate well, it? That's what I'm saying. I am saying, can he replicate it? Because if he has a solid summer league shooting from beyond the arc, he is on you the have gone, and you, ha- you have camouflaged your insane take into something logical and measured because you're saying not after one game, but if he does it for two games, then he might have to make the roster. If he goes four of eight, who are you cutting? You're going to, are you going to, that's, that's when you're getting rid of Cody. I'm get, at this point by Nate, darling, by Nate, darling, like Nate, darling. Again, I'm just saying, put him on a two way. <laughs> I'm not saying put him on. Like, here's the thing. You can put him on a two way and still, he still be on the roster. That's well, what Grant I'm Riller, You can give ahead. him a two. And, and also at this point, and we'll get into this, Grant Riller hasn't done enough to, to justify. Now, granted, Grant Riller's already been waived, and he's going to have to get a, an agreement and everything. 
Like, at this point, if he's going to shoot like that, we're seeing Leangelo Ball stay on that team. Uh, what I will say about Leangelo is that I did not expect him to come in and hit five of eight threes. Uh, the form does not look good. I will say that it's very quick, though. I mean, he does get it off pretty quickly, in my opinion. So Leangelo getting those shots off, scores 16 points. I won't hate. Hey, nice job. Tip of the cap. He played pretty well, certainly offensively. All right, now let's go to the big boys that were drafted. James Booknight, mm-hmm. he goes 7 of 14 from the field. He hits a step back three after he was dribbling and putting some sauce on it. That was nice at the end of the quarter. He scored 19 points total, grabbed four rebounds, only had one assist, got to the foul line four times, hit all four of those foul shots, and had a couple of blocks, including one damn nice one in transition. He comes in and just swats it all the way out of bounds. What did you make of James Booknight's uh, summer league debut in his first minutes of NBA action in some sort of capacity? If he had any sort of shooting out there with him on that floor, he would have been a lot more efficient. That was the first... Outside of your yeah, boy, well, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just really thought that you could tell that there was no one on that Portland Trailblazers team that was basically a bunch of ringers, we must add, at the same time. So that was a really good test for Book Knight and Kai Jones. I really like what he did. The court vision was something that I did not I didn't expect. The playmaking was not something I expected at all. He was a nice surprise. He did what I kind of expected him to do. I think the fact that Book Knight called it a he could do better performance is the eye-opening part. I I I like what he did. He he showed up. He understood the assignment. Time to move on. Yeah, a couple of bad turnovers. If you want to get a couple of bad ones from Book Knight, there was a, a bad errant pass trying to fit into a window that he couldn't get it through. Also got his cookies taken closer to the end of that game. And so you didn't like to see that from Book Knight trying to set something up. But he did show you some nice handles. He did get to the rim. He had a couple of nice finishes. There are flashes where you can see, oh, okay, he's just more athletic than you are. And I thought the one where it, it's like this big jump stop and then he explodes off of two feet, and then it's the nice, uh, it's just a nice short basket. But it's just something that you see. Yeah, James Booknight, he's just more athletic. And the step back three was awesome. I mean, I, I don't know how many times those are going to be good shots, but if you create for yourself at the end of a quarter, then okay. Like if that's if that's the ISO, um, that was an that was a really nice move, and that was fun to see from Booknight. Um, looks looks really good. What what can I say? Nineteen points, James Booknight. I guess one of the better performers of the uh, summer league debut, just as far as exactly. we've seen from everybody else. Uh, let's go to Kai Jones, the other first round pick. Nada. Yeah. Um, you talk about Ooh, flashes. Oh boy. I mean, oh boy. The fact that he can put the ball on the floor like that, <laughs> you know why he's special. You know why he's coveted. I let, let's just go to the thrunk, shall we? It's what Doug was talking about. It was amazing. Um, so for him to jab step left <laughs> dribble as well and explode like he does one to get to a spot and then out of the floor and then, you know, thrunk it like that. I, there's just not too many dudes that can do it. I mean, I mean, and when I say not too many dudes that can do that, I mean, a minuscule amount, even that are playing in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's really just one. It's just one. It's Giannis. That's it. Like, the fact that he did what he did. And the funny thing is, like, that was the second most impressive play that I saw. Because the first impressive play that I, I, first most, was the one that he he missed the dunk. Because, remember, he was on the dribble, Euroed, 
and damn near dunked it on two people in the first quarter. Like, that dude is special. That one, and I saw Nikias tweet this out, uh, Nikias Duncan, uh, again, friend of the podcast, he tweeted this out. How did this? How did teams let this dude drop out of the lottery? And I'm starting to really look at it. Like, this athleticism is very, very interesting to see. The shot, not there. Don't He's expect it to be there, and it's going to be okay. The but 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 the gifts, the gifts, my friend, the gifts, the defect. Actually, the other thing, two, one thing I wanted to get your actually opinion on. Mm-hmm. Did you notice where they played him? They didn't play him at center. You notice that, right? If you're Josh McDaniels, how do you feel right now? If you're Josh McDaniels, I'm sorry, Jalen McDaniels. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It's okay. I'm, ha- I'm having a case on the Mondays. No, that's fine. Uh, Josh McDaniels. That's a bad word to any Colts fan. So uh, we don't want to talk about Josh McDaniels. If you wanted to talk about Jalen McDaniels, though, that would make some more sense. And look, we kind of talked about how the roster should 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 break down, right? Like. You know, for me, I think Jalen McDaniels can play three and four. I think he's just a guy that is is long, a good defender, can shoot, and I don't think you can have uh, enough of those players on your roster. Kai Jones is more four five, uh, right? Like Jalen McDaniels Fair. is more yeah, three four. So I don't I don't necessarily think that he's going too much into the way of of keeping McDaniels off of this roster. And plus, you know, Kai Jones, as you just mentioned, he's not the shots, not there. But McDaniels, it is there for him. And if we need shooting and you're getting rid of one of the more capable shooters that you have that can also defend like that's somebody that honestly is one of the sneakier, better two way players on this team. You're not sacrificing Agreed. one complete end of the floor. So as far as it comes to Jalen McDaniels, I'm not as worried, but to your point, Kai Jones, he does have some capabilities of a dude that's 6'11 and has that body that other people don't. And and hell, maybe you can't. If, if, he, if he continues to improve on his handle, like it's already way better than other people thought, probably like as far as the evaluation came in. But hell, man, maybe Kai Jones can't play three. Like it, that, that guy's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like here's the thing. This is what scares me about if, you're, if I'm McDaniels. The path to three is not really there for him this year because you've got Hayward, you've got Oubre, and then they'll plug in Miles if they need to. Like, the only path forward for a guy like like Jalen McDaniel right now is at the four. And at this point, you're playing P.J. over McDaniels. You're playing Miles over McDaniels. And now you got this unicorn that's coming right up on your heels. Like, it's going to be kick-ass or else time for Jalen McDaniels in camp because if not, and, and again, I'm saying this like he can't possibly be moved in some sort of trade because right now, I like for what Kai Jones did, the three-pointer isn't there. Defensively, that guy might be about a year away tops from being able to be that big, that James Borrego has been complaining about a lot, and I stress a lot about the rim protecting guy that can that can not be the mark on defense. I really love what he did. Granted, there were a lot of times where he was trying to do way too much. Yeah, the energy was pretty crazy with him. You know, he's all over the place. Yeah. I, but I'll say this even about the shot. I mean, he, the, both of the free throws, you know, hitting both of them looks good. 
I mean, the shot the shot looks totally fine there. So, um, and w- we've seen him even with it being a really small sample size, not enough for you to be able to say, okay, this is unquestionably going to translate to the next level. We do know that he shot at least close to forty percent when he was uh, down in Texas. So we'll see how it all comes along. But man, uh, <laughs> really exciting player, and can't wait to see what's coming up for Kai Jones. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. We got one more segment to go coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big Joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. The last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Well, I said it was actually a pretty quiet weekend on the Charlotte Hornets front, but there was one thing reported that I forgot to mention at the top of the show. The Hornets did offer a multi-year extension to James Borrego, and at the time, Woj reported it a couple of days ago, he said that they were finalizing that contract extension. So he had been entering the final season of his original four-year deal. He gets rewarded now for what he says, quote, is the development and growth of a young roster that reached the league's play-in tournament last season. Now, one of those is just a fact. They did reach the play-in tournament, but you do have the development and the growth of a young roster, at least included by Woj. Nada, we're going to play. Is this a sponsor or is this just straight facts? Did Woj want to put in there as he often will cape for his sources, the agents and their clients? Or is this an actual fact? You don't need the sponsor. He's just spitting something that's real true. Like, here's the thing. This is all very, very true to me. There's, again, the biggest complaint that you could have about James Borrego in his three years. I'm sorry. This will be his fourth year as the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets, is that he has centers that he likes. There are centers he doesn't like. And that's he's finicky about that. He's And, and again, granted, I'm finicky about anything, so I can't really, really complain too, too much or make fun of him for that fact. But there's not a single good reason for James Borrego not to have gotten ex, an extension. There's not one. If you're going to say he's never been over 500, okay, they've only tried to win one year out of the four. This will be the second year, uh, this upcoming. The other two years, were there were no intentions on winning. It was all about player development, and they told you that up front. And despite that, James Borrego managed to win multiple, again, win games ahead of Vegas, for God's sakes. So I appreciate, again, this guy needed to be locked up. I'm glad they locked him up. And if there's something that goes wrong, you know what? Cool. He Then he ends up being more Brett Brown than Greg Popovich. But for right now, I'm much more willing to find out at this point. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be a good relationship between 
the front office and James Borrego in a way that it was well documented. It was not there between Rich Cho and Steve Clifford. So there's one thing that you're starting to move in the right direction. Now, if you're just talking about specifically evaluating Borrego, I think that probably has been the biggest uh, factor and biggest positive when talking about JB. It's the growth and development of the young players. The fact that you've had second rounders pan out on a decent level. You know, for instance, let's go to Cody Martin who is a second rounder. His path in the NBA might not be all that different from other second rounders, but it is somewhat and it is somebody that through the first 2 years of his of his career, you know, at least provided some type of impact, right? Like the Hornets went to Cody Martin and defensively uh, could show you some flashes. I think rotations were kind of bad at times, but he, I mean, look, Cody, if, if that's your miss, right, as a second rounder, then you're doing a pretty good job of drafting in the 30s and the 40s and in the 50s. And then I will point to Jalen McDaniels as an excellent job by Mitch Kupchak of drafting him. Devontae Graham, another excellent job. If you are going to trade up to go get somebody like they did Devontae, you better be sure that he hits like a Graham and he did in in droves, right? To the point where you can even get a first round pick in return, even if it's protected. Um, and so that's a good job for Mitch. And also I think it's a good job from James Borrego helping develop all of these guys. So yeah, I think that's a nice marriage. You know, like Mitch Kupchak does a good job drafting talent late. James Borrego does a good job develop, uh, developing them. You know my problems with JB. It's been playing the guys I didn't think needed playing time, and it's not playing some of the guys that I thought, hey, you, you can't have that short of a leash on a Malik. On you know, Cody is providing you still good basketball despite it not being what you want. Cody needs to be out there. The, I've got my problems with him like that, but ultimately I don't have a problem with this. The contract extension it makes a lot of sense. Now the question can be, how does he transition from? The coach in his first year trying to get a team to the playoffs fail with Kimball Walker there, but a lot of that was personnel and salary cap restrictions, and it was really tough. The second and third year of his career have all been about getting a rebuild started, and we did not expect a play-in tournament appearance from them nearly as much. Like, like maybe a play-in, but certainly not to climb all the way to four, and then injuries kind of derail what this team could have been. So, yeah, I'm with the contract extension, too. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't make like I would again, and I, I know what I'm inviting, but if you have a really good legitimate reason for not retaining James Borrego, please, I invite I invite you into my mentions. Please say that. Now, mind you, if your reasoning is very stupid, I'm blocking you and muting you, and I may even report your tweet for stupidity. But that's neither here nor there. What I am saying is there's not a legitimate reason. Brego gets this at least this year. He probably gets at least one next year. And then, so basically, we know he's going to be here for at least the next two seasons. If he can't figure it out by then, cool, fire him, move on, and we'll go from there. But for right now, I like what the Hornets are building, are building and have built. And when it's time to get to winning time, they can bring in one of those retreads that are known for winning. Maybe Doc Rivers will be done by that point or someone else. And then you can start trying to win championships. But for right now, I like the trajectory that the Hornets are on. Yeah. And you know what I do, too? Um, I, even with this offseason, me having some question marks about it, the way that they decided to get a first round pick instead 
of uh, keeping Devonte the way that they did not bring back Malik. They didn't bring back Cody, which was expected in some of these scenarios. Even if the offseason scared me, adding a Kelly Oubre and Ish Smith as your two new additions, we'll see how it works out. But the development, the young players, the 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 guys that are supposed to be your core, they look core-like. And I think that's the big part about how this uh, entire experiment can work in the long run. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Hornets today. We'll be back tomorrow, try to get into some more details about some of the things that happened over the weekend. We have a little more time. Until then, we appreciate your support as always. Thanks again to Built Bar. Thanks again to Stat Hero for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, or really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.